Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. It's been real fun. Okay, I'm going to kick us off because I am a morning person and I just woke up a little while ago. So like, I've got, I got, I did, I did my, my haircut. So for me, I'm a bald. So that just means I shaved my head. Oh, nice. nice. I trimmed up the beard, have a shirt on. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do this. Uh, and I think I'm around four minutes. So yeah. All right, um, welcome to the Spin Foil Theory Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Taylor B., with very special guest, Trams at Lab. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's so, so great to have you back. Um, just a little housekeeping ahead of time, listeners. Uh, Bagels is just on a little bit of a hiatus right now, um, and his seat isn't going anywhere. His, his I've, hosting... I've, I've replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> no one could ever replace Bagels. But that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that uh, other hosts aren't welcome. But uh, yeah, n- n- uh, his his seat here is evergreen. Everyone, he's he's taking a hiatus. He's taking a break. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, n- n- nothing. He's he's okay. He still loves you all. He still feels strongly about in ways about lore. <laughs> and he's, he's alive and well. Yeah, he's out there in the ether. Just you know, you know, if if you're in LFG and no one else can help, and if you can find him. Maybe you can find, maybe you can hire the bagels. <laughs> quick, quick advertisement. Yeah. So, so thank you for joining us uh, this week. We're doing a little bit of a fun, I don't know if it's a special episode, but uh, uh, in terms of like being off topic, but I, I really love this because we're, it, it's been going all around the Destiny Twitter I'm sure the Destiny uh, subreddits, I, I only check, I only follow D2 these days. Our Destiny 2. Right. Destiny of the game got a little too mucky muck for me. Um, but that's a side note. You guys you guys are allowed to love whichever subs you love. Uh, but it's been all over the place. And it's been... People have been talking about SIVA. People have been talking about concepts of like how it could come back. And it's all... It's all kind of... What I'm going to say consumed, enhanced, and replicated together. To... <laughs> To become what they call the plague gang, and it's and it's these these guardians, these fans of the uh, the show out there who are out there uh, doing concepts of SIVA based powers, SIVA based weapons, and really, really uh, taking a look at that part of the lore that a lot of people, you know, and and for what it's worth, I I see where they're coming from, but a lot of people feel like was left behind uh, yeah, back at the end yeah. of D one. So it's, it's interesting coming in having not played. D1 at all, but following along with, I think I just used to watch a ton of Twitch streams of people playing D1, but never really seen, um, I don't even know what that seat, was it the Iron, Iron Banner? I'm sorry. The Iron, the Iron Lords, yeah. It was, uh, the Rise of Iron, so like the last expansion. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting because, uh, obviously Fellwinter had been looking for Siva for so long, finally found uh him well you know what just to 
I guess, fast forward slash backtrack, is when they did the Fell Winter's Lie quest, I really thought they were going to use that opportunity to go into Siva um, and bring back... First of all, bring back the, the strike, which are... The, is it the Saber? Yeah, Saber Strike inside... Um, at, in the, at the Cosmodrome. And I thought they were going to tie both of those things in together and be like, yes, Siva's coming back, we mm. found Siva on Nessus, but they kind of just left that narrative string alone. Um, they didn't not say Siva's not coming back, because they clearly left, like, tons of Easter eggs on Nessus about Siva and elsewhere, but uh, yeah, interesting, interesting choice of uh, roadmap they went with. Yeah, well, like, one one thing that's always been interesting to me is, uh, you, you mentioned it, right? So, like, Siva on Earth bringing back that strike and stuff, I was always like, well, it'd be cool to maybe see something, like, proof that it happened before. Right. Uh, because, like, you know, I, I know the Vanguard had said there was nuclear fallout and all this other reason why why we couldn't go back to the uh, the Cosmodrome at the beginning of D2. Which yes, I guess... Yeah, that's, that's what they said. Yeah. And that ended up being... Uh, I think they kind of admitted that was a little bit of propaganda. Uh, just because uh, we got to go back there for... I want to say a weapon or something. We got to go back there for another reason uh, prior to this season. and But now it's like fully back. Yes. And it's, it's, really, it's really interesting to me that there's not even like, there's not even like a scar of where Siva used to be. You know what I mean? It's like it's completely gone. Yeah, that's, I, I found that interesting because even from like a... Uh... So, I mean, from a games development standpoint, everything's always about file size, but there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of things you can just, like, place over a tile set to make it look like there's damage or corruption or erosion on the ground where something took place, but for some reason, they didn't. Now, I don't know if that's because they either don't have the same access they normally would do if they're at the studio, or they just... It was one of those overlooked things because there's just so many other components to Destiny 2 going on that um, they couldn't fit it in. Maybe I'm making excuses, but normally they they ha like they have an entire team dedicated to uh, world building. So they and they have like it's uh, like full time staff, and then they have contracted people who will who also work with them at the studio or remote. Um, and help to add in all those tiny little details. So it's kind of interesting that they didn't uh, put any of the Siva stuff. Now, I say that, but that could be because maybe they're going to bring it later this season by expanding the Cosmodrome map and removing one of the other areas that's irrelevant. There's been a lot of speculation about Tangled Shore being removed because it's irrelevant to uh, the story right now, which I don't believe at all because we just had... Season of the Hunt, which made Tangled Shore and Dreaming City very relevant for whatever the next phase is going to be. But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, uh, <laughs> strange that they didn't add detail to show that Siva was uh, at the Cosmodrome. Right, right. Um, but it's 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 really interesting because uh, I know a lot of the Play Gang stuff has really focused on the Cosmodrome. Like with that coming back, they're like, oh yeah, Siva. Like, and just feel it. Let me get my hands in the Siva soups. <laughs> And, and like, I, I really had to say, I was like, like, I, 
I hate to be that guy, but you know, like, like in, um, like a National Lampoon's movie or something like that, but wait, didn't they do, didn't they destroy it? Oh <laughs> didn't God. we kill the forge? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just still running around. But. It's, it's very, that's, that's, I feel like that's a very, uh, Halo, Halo-esque outlook. Like the flood, oh, we got rid of the flood in Halo 1, but guess what? It's back again. <laughs> I, Everybody's like, yes, we get to take the flood again. So, okay. I, I, I appreciate that. And it's, ooh, ooh, man. I, I don't know if you uh, if you were here for, I think, um, one of our shows, uh, if, if you heard, uh, the speaking of the flood, you know, uh, one of the things I think with Anand that we went over was the uh, sort of idea that maybe there's a new, like, fungus-based power, and we got into cordyceps like Last of Us. So like there has been a whole like uh, necrotic necromancy kind of or poisonesque kind of. Uh... It, it reminds me of uh, oh god I hit like uh not like undead zombies but you know like the zombies where they hit you with the powder in your face. Uh no I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted I wanted to say I did. It's it's like, it's I, uh I... like I feel like I saw it in a bunch of movies from the seventies. That like my dad watched when I was growing up, but it, it it's like it's like another it's like another form of like zombie, and like instead of instead of you being like undead or there being like a like a supernatural or virus thing that's kind of like reanimating you, you're like zombified, you're like just kind of like oh like doing whatever the person like tells you to do once they hit you with this like powder. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay. Okay. So like kind of similar to uh, to cordyceps, right? Like uh, they 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 infect the one ant. And it goes back, and now they're all doing it. <laughs> they have the fungus growing up. So, like, I thought it would be silly. And this would probably be OP. I don't think this is a good idea, everyone, but it's just kind of fun to imagine. If, like, say you were in Crucible, you hit someone with your ability, now everything's flipped. They see you as good players, and they see their team as bad players. That would be a very fun, very fun mechanic to have. <laughs> everyone would kill me if, if if that comes true and it goes to trials everyone's just gonna send me murder bombs just straight through through the postage mail like just just here you go taylor you deserve this <laughs> <laughs> I, I anticipate pvp community getting upset because they'll say oh it's too effective it's like stasis because it spreads and just a lot of complaints Exactly, exactly. And then you'll have that uh, that gang who rises up who remembers how to read people's names. And they'll be like, no, I know not to shoot him because I know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just knew. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, back to Siva. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I do think all this mentioning, though, because one of the only planets that stuck around was Nessus, and Nessus has a colony ship on it, which is one of the things uh, that's meant to have SIVA on it so they can go out and, like, colonize new planets. Uh, mm -hmm. Although, I will add, I think the SIVA's supposed to be on a separate ship that goes ahead of them. Uh, it's, it's, it's placed in a... Well, based on the law they gave us, it's supposed to be um, within a chamber that's attached to each ship. Uh, there was no indication where on the ship, so we don't... Because I would imagine uh, maybe in one of the modules... At the top, because they have like those three little circles, like like marshmallows on a stick kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's supposed to be in one of those chambers. Uh, Failsafe knows it's on one of the. In fact, there's like a whole voice line of her trying to 
um, search for it. Um, and the voice line ends with her saying it's uh, it's beta encry encrypted or something, and she can't access it. So it's either some it's either it's been found already and she's locked out of it, or she's just unable to access it because she doesn't. She, it's not like directly connected to her network or something. That's that's the impression that I got. I'd be willing to believe that. I mean, her ship's across like I think most of the planet maps as you transition into them there's like pieces of the ship around um i think it's or the, the yeah it's a centaur it's a planet um but i think it's totally reasonable to say like maybe there's like an area of nessus or like part of the ship we just haven't found yet yeah that's it I, you raise a really interesting point because i was i was there uh, when i was shooting like was grabbing stuff for my little video um one of the things I noticed was I was like, this is actually a really big map. So I was I opened the map up and I was like, Nessus is actually one of the biggest maps we have in um, in Destiny. And you don't hear a lot of people talk about that. And I just found it interesting that th this particular centaur or this moon or planet um, has so many Easter eggs in it. And yet it's not talked about a whole lot. Um, but it's one of the it's one of the earliest new light areas that you go to that really sinks you into like the universe of Destiny from the Destiny Two point of view. Obviously, if you're D1 veteran, then it's different. But um, they particularly take us to Nessus for that whole journey and and Cade and getting him <clears> out of the loop and all of this stuff about the Vex. So it's just mm -hmm. it's it's just I feel like Nessus is one of those like strategic primers that they're getting ready to just blow up and be like yes here we go this is the next huge arc in the destiny story for you know whatever they've got coming next which i would imagine i hope it would be siva it would make sense but yeah, i guess we'll have to <laughs> wait and see what Bungie does and it's really interesting because like uh we also have rasputin uh running around with anna bray trying to get remade right now right and rasputin as far as we know like without without him or like one of his terminals i i or the forge i believe it was the forge or like rasputin that you can't command siva right like i don't know of another way um like an interface i mean that everything would let you do. everything so far implies that it has to be given a directive and it'll keep doing that directive unless it's told to do something else and i guess maybe there would there would there would need to be some sort of capacity for that on the ship then wouldn't there yeah, definitely. <sighs> and I think so. If it's it, whatever its last command was, which probably was to just stay dormant because it wasn't switched on, mm. um, then it'll just be sat there still. I would imagine. Well, I, I, it makes me wonder with Rasputin running around looking for a new body, uh, or like a new just build one out of Siva. I mean, if he gets there and he can and he can send his little couple nanites. Oh, God, what were their names? They're named after moons. Anyway, anyway. But, uh... And they, like, hang off of Anna Bray's ghost. Like, cutely. Uh, but, uh... I, yeah, I feel like... I feel like if you could find Siva, that would be, like, the easiest fix. Like, oh, where did this huge building and infrastructure come from? Like, oh, yeah, we found Siva. No, it's fine. 
Yeah, what could go wrong? It's fine. It's fine. It's like, we, we, we got this. We got this. <laughs> yeah, I was, one of the things that stood out to me about Siva when I was reading the law was that, I don't know if you've noticed, but the way, so when you read uh, particularly the Siva grimoire cards, that you have these whole, like, the lines that say consume, enhance, replicate. Now, when you read some of the hive law, similar words are used and when you read some of the the vex law similar words are used as well so i was just like okay is siva based on either of these entities or both somehow um you know that's 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 a really that's a really good point that you bring up and i, ha I hadn't really considered but with all the golden age research that clovis bray alone did on the vex and we also know he's not the only one who's exposed to them, right? So there's the Ishtar Collective, which granted had to reach out to him, so that's how he found it out. And we know he did eventually steal their research. Mm -hmm. uh, hostily. At that point, I don't know if he meant to simply like get everything they were keeping from the public, or if he like literally took it, like there didn't exist any other records. But, that being said, we know his research, even his research, goes out to other people because we have the Black Armory. We have, we have people who were able to, like, do exos without clarity control, without... Uh, they did it with Radiance, I believe is what, is what they called it. Uh, which, oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, I, I always actually kind of figure if most exos were forged with, uh, you know, some sort of uh, distillation of darkness... I think what the Black Armory did was do the same thing, but with light. Okay, that that okay, that would make sense. Yeah, you know the, the clarity, radiance, like yeah. So, anyway, it, it's really interesting that the darkness-based one is called clarity because the other person chasing the darkness, Emperor Callus, is trying to understand what called out to him and what's going on with that. He wants to know, like, who's speaking to him through the darkness. He wants to go to them. Yeah, because we, we like, constantly throughout the law hear this definition of the the dark. We've got the pyramids, we've got the darkness, and then we've got the deep. And the deep is supposed to be who Oryx spoke to in order to, to get the power to take. Because I was reading this the other day, and I was like, right, okay, so if Oryx is speaking to the deep, who are the pyramids? Or are the pyramids just a conduit for the deep? And that's not actually, it's like, like it's, it's not its full form kind of thing. It's just a precursor. I actually, well, I mean, they can transform. That's what the ziggurat did, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I wonder, I wonder what their whole purpose is. I wonder if they are the deep, if they are like the darkness, or if they are simply like another, because we're, I'm learning more and more that the darkness is something that, like, the different schools of people have different techniques of using. So there's there's uh, Elsie, there's the Hive, there's mm -hmm. the Worm Gods, there's the the Darkness ships. Mm -hmm. Just a and the Scorn. They're all using the same power. They just have a different technique. Yes. And yes, then exactly. on the flip side. Officially, anyway, in any way that's been, like, sort of plainly said, we just have using, like, the Traveler to use the light. 
So I'm yeah. wondering, I'm wondering when these other like technique based things, like maybe we can get that through learning more about the Black Army. Like she's coming back too. Ada's coming back. And I, I, yeah, they did. They they confirmed that, and I found that really interesting because I was like, okay, where where else does Ada tie into the story that they're bringing her back? So that's going to be interesting. Mm. So yeah, unless just, they just felt like uh, season of the Forge didn't do as well as they wanted it to, so maybe they kind of want to redo it in some small way i would i would say that there's a possibility for that because like for what it's worth and, and i think they i think they realized what had happened i think that last puzzle to get into the bergusia forge because they ended up just opening it for everyone i remember yeah um, because it was really confusing i know i was talking to cows about this the other night but i said um that it was weird because we had a major story development in the beginning of that season and then it was kind of just like they changed something and opened it up for everybody because I think new players were finding it difficult to connect to they do Red War they do the Nessus stuff and then suddenly they had like a different season in the middle of whatever season they were doing before so it was like confusing connecting the dots I would agree with that. I would also agree that it was, uh, to me at least, it was a little interesting that we, like, that was, because I think that was before Seasons, or no, it was, it was Season of the Forge. It, it was, was just after, was it? It was, was after it the Drifter. After the, yeah, okay. It was after the Drifter, because the Drifter was the first one. And I, or, yeah, the, the Season of the Drifter, because he was introduced um, before then. I think what would have been year two. Because that's why, uh, that's why like, all of your Gambit trackers and, like, the other trackers you can put on your emblems, like, fun fact, everyone, they didn't do that till they moved to the season model that they started tracking that, so it always starts at season four. Oh, okay. They officially push for it, so, like, the other stuff, they're, like, there were other seasons there, but, like, that's when they started tracking it, and when they started right. tracking it was right at sea, uh, yeah, so... Season four was season of the Drifter. Is how is how I know that because <laughs> that's when all the Gambit stuff starts. Um, so many seasons, it's hard to keep track. Right? Of yeah. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that you know, for all the, I, I feel like for at least most of, if not all of the seasons since then, the seasonal activity has always been an entry, like like how you start the season, and you know it. It kind of it kind of like culminated natural. It culminates naturally as you progress, and there's even um, there's even like guardian participation. Like I think it was in the the one with the Vexgate and Ikora. I feel like oh, the amount of undying. Yeah, yeah. So the amount of times we did it affected the like, or at least like they said it did, like affected the outcome of the season. It was like yeah, like so we extinguished uh, the Gate Lord guy we were trying to kill this whole time, like in blank different timelines like i forget the number but it was a lot guys it was a yeah, lot just a, it was a really large number yeah and and so ikora is just like maybe that's why ikora hasn't had anything to do we killed way too many of that guy yeah i, th- I think <laughs> honestly as as a as a as a warlock main um Ikora Ray is my favorite character for a number of reasons, but I think the re- one of the main reasons I think that they didn't um, nothing happened with her is because the voice actress wasn't available. 
So I think Bungie had two options. They either get rid of her altogether or they wait. And I think if they got rid of her, that probably would have been or they the can, worst mistake they ever made. Or they can Having do it. said that, Oops, they were happy to get rid of Cade. I don't know why they thought getting rid of Cade was a good idea. Um, but I think they wanted to tie everything together by um, getting rid of Cade. I still ask the question, why Cade in particular? Because there were so many other characters that they could have still done that with. Well, Who were important, but not necessarily I, like front... I, like front and center in, in terms of the I story. think it's because he's an exo. I think I think Cade Six will always be dead. But Cade, Nathan Fillion's character, and whoever Cade was before he was dead, they always have an option to come back. This has always been an interesting question, I've thought. Exos are people who died in the process of becoming an exo. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a bit of like the uh, the Tin Woodsman here, but um, <laughs> um, if the Exo becomes a Guardian, could the person who died to become an Exo also become a Guardian? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, they'd have to be a physical body, though, still, wouldn't they? From the original person uh, who became... At least like a piece of them, I imagine. And it's only the brain that's completely destroyed. Like, we're just a skeleton, we had no brain. That's a good point, because we've, in fact, we've seen several... There's been tons of lore where ghosts have revived uh, guardians from just the skeleton, so it would make sense. Yeah, or, like, not a whole lot besides the... You know what I mean? Like, they're blown to almost bits... To shreds, you say! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's interesting, because they also basically told us that k6 exists still in the terms of his that there's a memory bank for him in on europa well of his of his previous memories and he was already rebooted like six times uh, i guess it would have been five times oh five yeah sorry five times well here's here's two interesting things about that right one if Cade 1 is the first Cade to be turned on after he's made into an Exo. Mm-hmm. Then, in the case of Cade 6, did he wake up as a Cade with a number? Or did he wake up as Cade 1 again? Yeah, because we don't know at what point he became a Guardian. We just know about him as Cade the Exo. Uh, well, we do we do have the story of him. Uh, we do have the story of his uh, first resurrection with Sundance. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's I think it's some lore you get from finding Cade's stashes back in a D one or not D one. Sorry, in a D two, like uh, during like af- after he passes. Um, the. Uh, it's really funny. She like wakes him up and he's like, wait, what's going on? He starts making jokes and then something kills him because he wasn't paying attention. And so she brings him back up again. It's the story of like he dies like 30 times getting out of there. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's so Cade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he dies. He dies like 30 times getting out of there. Um, and and it, it's, it's, the, it's their first adventure together. Uh, it's, it's not as fleshed out as say like Zavala's. Or, um, 
or some other guardians like Anna Bray at this point. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty fun. it was it was pretty great. Um, but you know, um, there is a bank of Cade, like the original backup. So like we could make another Cade one. Um, could, but it wouldn't be like I really would have to stress it wouldn't be Cade six. Uh, well, which would be interesting. It would be Cade. It would be Cade. Well, it'd be Cade seven or one or however you want to do it. It would have to be to, one with access to all the journals he wrote to himself. Ooh, that would be kind of. I don't know if I'd like if, if if I had the decision. Like, say I'm in the game and it's like I've got the journals. Be like, do I show him this? He specifically asks me not to. Yeah. That's <laughs> Um, but it does, uh, it does, uh, at least, it, like, I, not to be, like, I don't want to sound like a, like a know-it-all about it, but, like, what kind of show am I on after all? Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think any new one would have to be Cade 1, because the resets are, like, from there, so if you make a brand new one, you're starting over. Okay. At least, at least that's my understanding. But then again, there's also uh, I don't know if you recall the lore, some of this lore from uh, D1. Um, well, you probably you probably have read it at this point. But you know how um, there was the dream of the tower, yes. and, and the deep stone crypt and all that. And I'm actually wondering, looking back, if that tower. Uh, now, now that we've been to the deep stone crypt, I'm wondering if that's the space elevator that's moving their brain. Up to the EXO. From, uh... From, uh... What's it called? Not Clarity Control. What's it called? The, the room where... The, the room where Clovis Bray, Bray is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm wondering yeah, it, if it's, it if it's that sense. trip. I mean, that that's very bungee to... Uh, what's the word? They give you, like, a... A very descriptive visual, visual, mm -hmm. but with a different meaning, so it throws you off. So we spent like the last like two, two and a half years thinking, oh, it's an actual, it's an actual tower, but really they're trying to represent a process, like you just said, the trip between being uploaded or downloaded or whatever that that process is that they go through. Yeah, yeah, it seems. It seems wacky, but you know, speaking speaking of people who might need a new body. You know, we talked about Rasputin, but, you know, back in the, you know, like, unused sort of, like, but subsequently leaked stuff from uh, D1 and, like, the concept stuff of Destiny overall, there was Rasputin in what they thought was, like, an exobody. What if he used, instead of making, like, a big uh, building, or maybe both... What if he also makes himself like a chassis? What if what if he what if a uh, not necessarily a new Fellwinter perhaps? But what if he makes himself a uh, a more human way to uh, interact with us? Yeah, but I think it would be really interesting. I know um in one of the uh illustrations that they did with Anna Bray, she's like working on an exobody. Um that just has like tons of cables hanging from it but it would it would beg to reason because now that they've i mean now that she's met elsie and she's also seen the giant head at uh clovis exoscience i would assume she already she 
based on that, she has the technology she needs to put Rasputin, or to, I mean, to get Rasputin back to the way he was before. Are, right? you, are you also getting six million dollar man vibes? We have the technology, Brr, like we can rebuild him. I would, I would really like that, and I hope some fan who is old enough to know what I'm talking about out there will, uh, will make the thing of him running on the treadmill. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, and and I think, uh, you know, there's there's so many different ways to go with Resputin. Um. Maybe, maybe you make the big architecture, maybe you make just the body, maybe you make some sort of mix of both. Uh, maybe one begets the other. Uh, because it's, it's not unheard of for him, to, for him to, you know, create. Uh, it's so, like, it has such, like, Christian overtones. Or, like, uh, I guess in another way, like uh, some other cultures, but, like, to literally make, like, a copy of yourself in an exobody that's cut off from the rest of you. Oh, yeah. So that you can go, like, learn what it is to be human. Or it also reminds me of a... Uh, it's very uh, Greek mythology. Yeah! Well, it also, uh, I, I guess, like, you know, what further reminds me of, like, to the Greek mythology point is uh, 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 Madrox, Multiple Man from Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that makes several copies of himself. He can make almost infinite copies of himself. I thought that's where they got the idea for from for... Um, Osiris's like oh the reflections projections oh that's so cool that would be so cool so yeah um for uh, any listener who doesn't know uh, Jamie Madrox is a mutant in the X Men universe who like when he gets hit he uh, he'll make a copy of himself and uh, he can reabsorb it and uh, he wears like a special harness so that like he can get hit without doing it uh, he had this whole comic arc I think like maybe like. 15 years ago or something now, but he made a crap ton of copies of himself and sent them all out into the world to, like, learn a trade or gain life experience and, uh, and like, what have you, because when he reabsorbs them, he gets their memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, they, they return to him, and it's it's really cool because, like, the, he, he had him go out for, I think, over a year, and the ones he starts finding toward the end of this journey... Uh, are like like some of them don't want to be reabsorbed anymore. Like it, it's 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 a really it's a really interesting interesting concept because they, they the longer they're away from him, the more autonomous they become. I think yeah. one started a family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so the the crazy concept exactly. So I mean, I'm kind of here for maybe having a baby Felwinter to to pal around with, but with so. What's so interesting to me is that as complex as Fellwinter had to be, he a, a ghost was still able to pick him up. What do you mean, like, uh, transmat him around? Well, in Fellwinter would be the only case of something that was that never started out as human becoming a guardian right now are am i willing to say that maybe he or rasputin became human throughout like the journey of their character uh as as fell winter I, I think that's up that's on the table i i, I think that's that's think that's important to talk maybe about more, maybe he, he yeah. became more human because i i think before whatever like i'm i can't remember exactly at what point 
Rasputin lost control of that. Uh, I mean, I'm going to... Uh, basically, it's an exo unit, right? Because that's what Felwinter was. He was an exo, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Uh, he was He was an exo, um, and... Which means Rasputin had figured out a way to build his own exos, which mm -hmm. is... A, that's, that's Even that's really interesting, too. We could do a whole separate conversation on that but so he had so that exo had already been going around acquiring knowledge and stuff uh which would explain why fell winter was the way he was when he woke up having been uh resurrected by a ghost well also interestingly enough uh we now have an idea about what was carved into his chest it was probably the marker the mark of Rasputin. Ah, okay. With that like a number sense. next to it, like I, I, I guarantee you that that it was it was more special that way. Although we also know now that you know the resets are per body of the EXO. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Just just because uh, if if we go back to the the first Elsie Bray. Mm-hmm. She she dies and he makes another Elsie one. She tries to uh, she tries to like overthrow him and escape and he just like blows her up, and just makes another one. And just uh, doesn't tell you mean her what. Clovis Bray. Clovis Bray. Yeah, he blew up the first Elsie one that he makes in the uh, in the lore from last season. It's oh, is I'm that in the in the journal in Clovis Bray's journals? It's either in the journal, or it's in the um. There's the one that's like the the record log book. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, and it's it's you get like different people giving their giving their experience. It's either in one of those or like across both of them. And I'm so sorry, I'm not prepared. I didn't think I'd be talking about this today, <laughs> but I swear it's in there, you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, she she tries to escape, and he blows her ship out of the sky. And he makes another Elsie. That's the Elsie we know. She eventually finds out, and like I don't know if she downloads that one's memories, or uh, oh, just has like copies of the data. But that's how she gets them. Right. Okay. Um. Because she was walking around like like nothing had ever happened. So like she, her, God, her her mind has got to be so so crazy. Yeah, it must be really fragmented because she's got. She's already two Elsies, who yeah. were started out as the same Elsie, and then she's also gone down multiple timelines <laughs> and met multiple versions of her friends and family. Like what? Yeah, because we don't know if the if the Exo Stranger we met in D one is the same one we've met now. Well, I tell you what, the one we met now has more of an English accent than the first one did. Oh yeah, it's, it's a completely different voice actress. I, well, the, the, I the original voice actress quit for whatever reason. She just didn't want to play. The oh, she quit. Anymore. Yeah, she's she's uh she's on um The Walking Dead. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think she just didn't want to come back. I just figured they couldn't get her. Uh, I think like there were so many discrepancies about the fact that they weren't going to continue with the Exo Stranger character. Obviously, they did. But like which, years later, which Luke, which Luke Smith uh, had to confess he got wrong. I was I was just like, how are you director and you don't know 
<laughs> you don't know what's happening. Like, but anyway, that's a whole different story. But um, <laughs> he, he, yeah. So they, they, I think they had originally planned to scrap that character or not continue the the arc, but then they did. So they had to get a different voice actor. So it's the voice actor that, that plays the uh, emissary of the nine. Is who? Oh, I didn't know that. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. I'm sad to see the other actor go, but uh, that, that 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 makes me happy. Um, I just noticed it's really funny. the The first actor is English, and yes, her her rendition of the stranger had more of a flat accent uh, than than the current. I don't know if the current actress is English or not either, but that was just really funny to me. She sounds more English now. I said this on Twitter, and then Laz was like, "She was always English, dude." I'm like, "But wait." <laughs> Yeah, she was. She was. They. They. For some reason, like the, for some reason, the Exo Stranger's voice was this. It was kind of like this, uh, in, like English accent with an American undertone, or American accent with an English undertone. Somehow, kind of sounds like what they used um, to call the uh, the Mid Atlantic. It's what uh, in American movies, it's what snooty rich people from the Northeast sound like. Oh yep. yes. Oh, yep. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they they changed it to uh, Moira Quirk, I think is her name. Mm, and, uh, yeah, I she, can dig she's it. Awesome. She does a great job of that, 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 that role. I love it. I love it. So, do you think there might be any any potential for us to? Because one of the big things of the Plague Gang is the ability for the Guardian to wield it. Now, I'm curious as to what it would take, unless like someone like Rasputin gave it commands like insist, assist, enhance, protect, and like sent Siva all over us. Well, we we know we know. I mean, that would be seriously cool. Like if they did that, I'd be. I mean, let's be honest. We already have Outbreak perfected. Which is basically Siva. So, I don't think it would be too much of a stretch to imagine... Do you think Outbreak would get a boost? An unparacausal related subclass. I think that would actually be quite nice. Nice. Um, And change things up a bit. I think Bungie can afford to do that at this point. (laughs) Because I don't think we need to be always oversaturated with the light versus dark. Because there's so many other things. And I think that that's where they kind of go in... Uh, at the after lightfall, but anyway, that, that, that's a different talk. But yeah, I think I think there's potential for it. Um, somebody said to me the other day that they hope that season of the plague happens, uh, but if it doesn't, they'd be happy with bringing Rise of Iron back. I said that would be fantastic. Mm, um, go back to Fell Winter's Peak, right? Outside of the Crucible, then at least they could bring that back and then add a little bit extra on to finish that story completely. Then I think people would be happy. You know, and off the back of that, maybe they could release some extra cosmetics. Um, you know, maybe a, a SIVA-based uh, pulse rifle, or I don't know, a SIVA-based sword or something. I, th- I think somebody... I think... So I'm sure I was speaking to someone the other day, and they said to me there there was a SIVA... Oh, no, it wasn't It wasn't a SIVA sword. It was the uh, Serif dagger that we had for Season mm-hmm. of the Worthy. So, because we were talking about the idea of the um, seasonal the hammer 
mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that we're using right now for the oh, yeah. if that if that will become an exotic I'd like it I'd be happy if it was just a a, a finisher. Oh that would, yeah that would Like you go in and you just like put this big hammer down on someone. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well yeah, I would I would be here for pocket hammer. Let me I'm raising my hand now, like I'll be the first one. Um another one that I would love to see come back and get like a bit of a buff is I would love to I would love for there to be a sleeper stimulus for the sleeper stimulant. <laughs> Um, I would, yeah, I, a, uh, I ornament? think, that would be nice. or like, even just like a buff, like a catalyst, something. Like, maybe the ornament, like, gives it all, like, the Siva jams. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, or and covers full, it up. a full Siva armor set. It's, it's mm. got to happen. Because mm. we, we already have the ornament for the Synthoseps, so it makes sense to just add the, the other three parts. I can dig like, it chest and then the helmet head shoulder knees and toes yep <laughs> i like it i like it. um but one one thing i do uh just back to the powers before we get too far away from it one thing i do have to wonder is if like i feel like it needs to get a little paracausal just because then it doesn't make sense why we couldn't use that and the light at the same time or like that and the darkness at the same time you know what i mean like I, think, I, I think I think that could tie in with the whole Siva's actually based on Hive tech or mm. Vex tech or both. Well, I think it was definitely um, based think, on I darkness. Think be room to expand into that into there. Because the uh, a lot of the shapes that they use um, in the the Siva um, sort of crystals or rhombuses, a lot of the shapes that they use reminded me of a lot of shapes that they used uh like at the anomaly on the moon geometrically and material wise to uh so like you know obviously the k1 that's that's where like we've like first encountered like a spot of darkness and we we encapsulate it like yeah the yeah um and then rasputin isn't on monitoring it and ends up ultimately being the one to remove it i believe Clovis Bray gets, like, that's where Clovis Bray gets his first touch of it, too. I think once after that happens. Or at least, like, in conjunction with that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, and I, like, the whole time, like, the, the shapes that they use and the materials that it's made out of, uh, just, like, hard geometric shapes. Nothing too complicated. Yeah, a lot of, uh, hexagons and, mm-hmm. uh, lined lined edges and surfaces and stuff uh the anomaly artifact is that the one you were you thinking of on the on the crucible yeah like so that's that's like a like a hexagonal like a tetrahedron like like you know what i mean like it's a it's a thing but the material that that's made of reminded me of the the dormant siva or like the uh the the rhombuses or crystals of siva that come because it it like siva to me reminds me of and i think the titan ornament for the uh the punchy arms uh, are the best one, but it's like it's like they're like strands of muscle cells, muscle fiber. Yes, they with are, these yeah. like crystals, like just sort of like intermixed. That's very cool because those that ornament didn't used to be animated, and then they recently they animated it. So if you're wearing Ooh. it on a Titan and you're looking at it, you can actually see some of the tendrils moving around and stuff. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's that's very cool. I did not know that. 
I haven't worn. I don't. I pl- I neglect my Titan most. <laughs> yeah, I recently got into Titan thanks to uh, to cows. Oh, nice. But, um, yeah, I can dig that. I can dig that. Um, well, uh, champs, do you have do you have any um do you have any other uh like sort of like final like hopes and thoughts for what the play gang could mean like where where maybe we can fight or just maybe anything uh anything else to add like I, I feel like this has been this has been a lot of fun and we've definitely we've definitely touched we we've like we've done the scatter plot <laughs> of what of what i we, feel we like span the, the, we span the foils of the <laughs> yeah, yes we did sir <laughs> but uh, did you have any did you have anything else that uh, that maybe you thought uh maybe you had thought of and we, we haven't we haven't touched on yet um before we get into uh, yeah, some, I mean, some final, the, some I mean, final first of all, the project is great. I think anything that fosters uh, community is really important. Mm-hmm. That that everybody can just jump in on and you know share their their own perspective. I think we need more of that. But yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. I think, if anything, my final thoughts are: I think anything that garners this um, this much attention that's Destiny or Bungie related. Bungie will be looking at it, obviously, because they do follow a lot of these bigger content creators, um, especially people like Bife or Drexis and stuff for a lot of the work that they do. So I think any, a lot of people will be uh, eager to see what, you know, what they bring about from it. But I think in, t- in relation to SIVA, um, I think, I can't remember who said it the other day, but they were saying that anything that promotes good things in the community Bungie will pay attention to and there's been previous seasons that people have kind of done similar things in terms of like this Plague Gang thing and they ended up becoming actual seasons or things that we wanted in the game brought about so um, I think that's what my hope is is that obviously Bungie will see it and say oh my gosh this is incredible They've done all the groundwork. Let's just roll with it, you know. And I don't, th- I don't think it would be too big a deal because they're just going to take the assets they had before and reskin. Well, I mean, most of what they do is just reskinning of uh, models that they already have from previous seasons in order to cut down on development time. So yeah, I'm hoping, hoping they do that and lean into. And if they, I mean, if they're going to do Siva, it would make sense to tie it tie it into a Rasputin season I know we had season of the worthy but that was that was more about that was with we got a taste of Rasputin we had Mars and again it was just like a taste so we've kind of just been given like these little you know tiny little morsels of of lore around two really big parts of the story um so I'd like to see them tie tie them both together and deliver a Season of the um, season of the plague or whatever. Season, season of the plague gang. I really want them to ham up the plague gang part of it. I really, yeah. I really because hope. they could yeah. they could be like, oh, Rasputin's back. He knows where Seaver is. He's calling Seaver out. He's gonna give us Seaver ability or something. I don't know something. I like it. Fantastic like that. I like it. I hope I hope he just walks out with like this like Siva person body. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, slow-mo cinematic cuts only only speaks to us in russian 
Um, I, 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 I mirror, I mirror so much of that. I, um, you know, for, for me, I, I really just hope that however they do it, Mm -hmm. I I think the way they've been handling the narrative, especially this season, um, especially like with the glycon and the seeds that we're getting from that and like whatever this fungus is that that's been brought back from, I, I feel like the whole, for, for, for what it's worth, uh, while, while we're in there, guys, like, uh, you know, I'm going to add this to the list, but I feel like that gets, um, that, like, that, that stuff is like, from the, from the Ascendant Realm, like, it, it, at least it, like, feels that way, right? And that I think, like, for at least, like, a moment, like, the entire ship was in the Ascendant Realm, and it brought something back with it, or, like, uh, something yeah, came through, uh, well, the, the, in the Glycon, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the spores, the fungus among us? Oh, yeah. I always feel like that that either came through how Callus went in to the Ascendant Realm or or like like in whatever process he used to become Ascendant. Which is what I, I think so, happened That's a really him. interesting point. Uh, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I had been... This is something that I'd been looking at mm-hmm. uh, for quite a while. And it was that... So, like, we backtracked to D1. When the Traveler uh, entered the Soul System... It went to what planet was it went to? It terraformed. I think Venus was the first planet it terraformed. It just started terraforming all the planets in our system. But there was particular think, focus on it. I think the first touching down on Venus. I think maybe uh, that's true. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. So, but yeah. So when it touched down on Venus, the Ahamkara appeared, uh, and the, so, uh, like from studying the Woken Law it's clear that the Ahamkara are Ascendant-based. At least this, this is the theory that I'm drawing. Because it was with the help of the Ahamkara that the Dreaming City was built. Or at least once once they had brought some part of it out of the distributory, which is in the Ascendant realm, they needed the Ahamkara's help. Um, so my theory was that... And then there's, 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 there's a whole lot of other lore that talks about... Um, where the Ahamkara are from and how even I think is it Savathun or Zivirath? No, I think it's Zivirath was like these this these creatures are and she was basically like they're uh, they mess everything up. They get in the way even of our plans and the power they have is ridiculous. And I was I was it was really interesting because I was like, so it sounds like the Ahamkara are even more dangerous than the the hive so much so that the hive are kind of like we should just get rid of them we need to wipe them out and then shortly and then later on we had the great ahamkara hunt and the the law suggests that it was the nine that initiated that hunt because they knew that um oryx would take riven and if that happens like a lot of bad things will happen because the Ahamkara are already powerful. So the law says that they went to, apart from the great Ahamkara hunt, that the nine got rid of all the other Ahamkara that they knew of within the solar system on, and possibly elsewhere. Um, so, but we're, just, we're still not sure if that means they got rid of all of them or there are other Ahamkara outside of our soul, like outside of our uh, the universe that we're in. Um, 
So I thought maybe that perhaps the Ahamkara showed up when the Traveller did whatever it did on Venus. Because we know that whenever the... So the darkness can piggyback. Is This is why I realised I, I probably studied a little way too much. But the darkness can piggyback off of the light by using... Because they both use the same paracausal energies to do all the same things. So if the light can terraform, the darkness can terraform. Because they're both two, um, two types of... They're both two light forms, basically. Two different forms of light. And so my theory was that what if the Ahamkara came through to the, our universe when the Traveller showed up in our universe and kind of used that as a reason to escape the, the, the battle that keeps happening between the light and the dark in the universe outside of ours? Anyway, super timey-wimey, but yeah, that was my theory. I can dig it. Well, it's extra dimensional. Um, you know, I we've been talking a lot, and and for what it's worth, sir, I think you study the lore the perfect amount. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Um, I. Uh, yeah. No. We we've been talking a lot about extra dimensional beings, and, and potentially that even being the the next place that you can go in destiny. You know, once mm-hmm. once this mm-hmm. saga concludes, potentially maybe you know if it if it concludes concludes, of course. Um, and uh like that's that's sort of like the next thread or like the next adventure kind of how i look at it because i think i think plotting it as the next adventure is so much more perfect like no you can just win something and you're yeah. on to the next one <laughs> like... <laughs> that's a never-ending story right i, I mean what, what will be interesting to see is whether or not people will feel they want to stick around long enough for another mm-hmm. story but i guess that's the whole point that's the great thing about telling a story is that if you want to check out at this at the end of this book feel free to but there's still going to be like another 12 books yes yeah. this, this whole series it's 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 amazing it's amazing what they're able to do with it um and that's that's a lot of interesting i i'd never considered that about uh about the ahamkara but now i know what i'm inviting you back to talk about um <laughs> I would be down for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Talk for days. Absolutely, I would. I would love to. Um, sir, uh, thank you for coming back to the show. This has been so much no fun. Uh, can you tell anyone in the off chance they they don't know where to find you? Any new fans of yours? Uh, where they can find you? At? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter dot com forward slash Psalm Lab. You can also find me on YouTube dot com forward slash psalm lab and yeah happy to uh see anybody there if they stop by yeah no please give this man all your time and attention he's got a lovely video can can we link your video that you did on this subject in the uh, show notes for uh for this for this episode yeah yeah sure thing i can uh i can I'll, I'll send you that oh, oh i've got it i watched oh, it okay. yesterday i'm yeah no i I have the link. Don't worry. <laughs> but awesome. awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, do you have any shout outs, sir? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Kaz PhD. I feel like everything I do, I'm always mentioning Kaz, but uh, we've just become really, really, really good friends. Uh, awesome. Through, through Destiny and the law community, so I just I appreciate his his support all the time. So yeah, uh, if you're ever looking for a good law based twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash kaz phd more than happy to to have you there i'm sure 
Oh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Kaz, Kaz, great friend of the show. We, that's where actually we're. Uh, well, as you know, Trams, you were there. Uh, we that's where we recorded uh, recorded live our first uh, yes. first live episode last week, and we did the uh, culmination to the uh, underground SRL tournament with our champion. Oh, wow. Okay. With our champion bladed, coming out on top. Yeah, uh, uh, Kaz was actually kind enough to raid our uh, our final with uh, for that race too, and it was uh, it was really interesting. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I did catch some of that. I thought it was great. Thank uh, you. Sparrow racing. Yeah, we need, we need that. Need I would to love to give that. it back. I would love to bring it back, Bungie. I've got ideas. I laid out some courses. Like I've got, I've got ideas. If you're hurting for some, I know where you could put it. <laughs> Wait, no, that sounds weird. I know where you could host the race. <laughs> See, no, seriously, I thought I thought that was great. Like when they did the twelve uh, man twelve man strikes, mm-hmm. or just letting twelve people do anything. I thought to myself, a lot of these maps could host like twelve man or six man races easily, and just have like a whole, just have our own un- official unofficial uh, mm-hmm. Destiny Two Sparrow racing. Yeah, could be a thing. Yeah, it would be it would be cool. It would be cool for for sure. Um, and uh, for me, my shout outs uh, this week. I'm gonna be a little heavier with my shout outs. Uh, my shout outs go out to the uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander community and the Asian communities around the world who uh, yes, are so facing cool. are facing unprecedented uh, racial injustice right now, and it's. Um, it's not it's not okay it's uh you know i i can i can speak for everyone on the show when i say we stand with you um i i donated to uh bungie's chosen um aapi women lead uh organization bungie actually uh you know leading the charge again Mm -hmm. um yeah that's a fantastic group Uh, i did the same as well earlier this week yeah so, um, you know, I encourage everyone who can to donate what they can. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's something and, uh, it's going to go to directly to the people in need. So, uh, all right. With that, everyone, please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Please do something nice for yourself. Uh, you know, you got to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. This guy gets it. <laughs> um, with, too many, too many, too many episodes of uh, Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But but the the point remains. Like you got to do something that's nice for you. Otherwise, what's the point? Um. So yeah. With that, everyone, we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye bye. That's the end of this week's topic. But be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network.